Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Out of the gates and ready to go. OutKick 360 is underway from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. The crew is all here. Friday edition. We're, We're going to get you to the college football and NFL weekend. Jam-packed show. Plenty to talk about. Gentlemen. Good afternoon. Paul, welcome back. Thank good you. Good to see you. Looking good. I think I can Look rev at, up rev up for three hours and then return to uh, looking fit. Return to couch mode. I don't know if I'm making it to Indianapolis, and then hopefully Monday I'll be Paul, uh, has Chad ever said looking fit to you? Looking fit? That's yeah, what you he look said. fit. Thank you. I mean, I just look. I haven't I, lost my appetite. I will say that. I see something. I diagnose it, and I say what it is. Fair enough. I've not lost my taste or my smell. I I am a one-symptom guy. Massive headache. And and it's not gone. It's just reduced a little. Paul had COVID. We didn't say that, so that's what you've been dealing with this week. So you're saying one symptom the whole time was a headache. Yes, Uh, and I still have But you also say that you're you want to go back to sleep. So also, no, I, I'm saying I think I have three good hours in me, and at okay. the end oh. of that, I will be exhausted. Okay. From headaches? That's my goal. Well, over the next three well, hours, I'm, I'm tired the, too. the show is going to fly by, and Paul's going to be exhausted throughout. That's what he's telling you. Well, no, that's what at we the want. End. Like, we want, we want this sprint. Yeah, I'm going to give you to good three like hours, and at the end of that three right? hours, I'm going to be like, i got to yeah. go home and lay down. It's both a sprint and a marathon today. That's yeah. what we're saying. Hutton, this guest list leads everyone to believe that it is going to be both a sprint and a marathon because it's terrific. Dr. David Chow uh, from uh, Pro Football Doc, also Outkick.com contributor. He will join us a little bit later in the show. We'll go through two. We're going to give our opinions on this coming up. Um, Jim Lairitz back on the show. He will join us from Yankee Stadium. on the. He's either there or he will join us on the way to Yankee Stadium as the Orioles face the Yankees tonight. And... Aaron Judge goes for 62. I believe the Orioles will throw Aaron Judge strikes. I believe that they have no incentive to not throw him. I mean, I'm not, they're not going to throw meatball strikes, but I believe they'll pitch to him. Yeah. Why not? But, but are you saying you disagree with the, what the Blue Jays did? Well, the Blue because Jays, the Blue Jays had something to yeah, lose. Yeah, the Blue Jays were yeah. trying to pitch. Uh, were trying to win. You but there this, were a but couple. I, have no, I, have, I, I don't disagree with anything <clears throat> Toronto did with them. But him. there were a couple situations where they – it did not serve them greatly to walk him. Except for the fact that he's hit 60 and the next best home run hitter is hit, what, 40? Yeah, I would always walk him. <laughs> yeah. like if you're talking about strategy. If, if playoffs are on the, the line. Way he's been playing, I have no issue with now, Toronto here's, doing that. Here's where you're getting at, Paul. The, the Orioles have no playoff possibility, so they're just going to pitch away. They're not going to they try should. to I think give they up a play home run, but they're going to, yeah, yeah, they're going to pitch away. But the Blue Jays, even I if get they His patience him. was remarkable. Even if they to pitch take him those well. walks and not chase, uh, and he did chase a couple uh, that he missed, but then he maintained his average and stayed right there, triple crown race wise. I think he's still the leader in average because he was busy walking. 
So yeah. he wasn't adding at bats to his. But his he didn't walk that much. He was still getting hits. He just wasn't hitting home runs. Right. If yeah. you look at his numbers, it wasn't like he was in a slump. No, it's remarkable to be disappointed by doubles in clutch situations in games that are clinching you the AL East. It, it, the whole thing ties you in a big way. Well, round. I mean, so to me, the most underlooked part of this whole Aaron Judge story is the Triple Crown. Miguel Cabrera <laughs> in 2012. Yeah. And before that in the American League, was it Carl Yastrzemski in 67 or 69? I mean, 67 to 2012 to 2022. That's like I, I talked about. You know, and to people do it are, with a home run record. Oh, who cares? You know, this and that and steroids, whatever. I said it was 1961 that this last happened in the American League. Years ago. With a guy that, I mean, I, Roger Maris, based on every depiction I've seen, was pretty pure. Guys in that era were on everything other than steroids to get through the day and get through a game. But, Hutton, you and I aren't as, you know, hemmed in to the whole steroid era argument. Right. But it's important historically because it's been since 1961 that we've seen this. I know you agree, Paul. Oh. But it's, it's history. And, and, you know, <clears throat> I've seen some conversation about it, and we can get into it at, at, a, at another time, too, especially after you hit 62. But there's just no countdown that's anything similar. Somebody going for the basketball single season record, not, or there's just nothing. It doesn't. And this the is same. where the baseball uniqueness takes over, right? I couldn't tell you what the single season, uh, you know. And this isn't even the real record, or you know, this isn't even no, I, the official record. I know. But there's still this magic to it, and so we couldn't tell you the records in any other sports, and there wouldn't be any any magic to it. In any other sport. But, but that, here we are. That's the reason for it, though, is that Bonds has it. ESPN covered it as if it was the record, but they're not covering this in the same fashion because it's not Bonds, but yet they won't mention that because it was Bonds, and they covered Bonds on Roids. Yeah, you see what so I'm now they're patching it over like they're, they're, uh, that they're, didn't they're, happen. At least that's my perception of it. I'm not saying that's been an edict from top down, but that's the feel of it is, oh, you're, you're 10 off. You're 11 off from the record now. So... And Judge would say, Judge is saying that. I, I think Judge has handled everything perfectly. Well, and to Judge, the record is Bonds' record. He grew up in the Bay Area. That's fine. He's got no objection to that. So he's letting other people and say what they want to say. But to him, I think he's, the, not, he's, he's dealing with Maris and an AL record and a Yankee record. But the Hall of Fame voters, the fans, the, the, the players, I think everyone, for the most part, if you polled the players, Kurt Schilling was on Dockage yesterday and said the same thing. Like He views this record as the record. As the record. Based on his experience with the steroid era. I haven't really thought about it as that. I've thought about it as Maris and the Yankees. And then the distance. When they put up those numbers that he's number one in every single category. And not just that, but how far he's outdistancing everybody. The margin that he has on Schwarber and the margin that he has on everybody. And if he does it with a triple crown, Chad... I mean, it's just one of the most remarkable offensive seasons we're ever going to see. And certainly a few uh, – New York Times had a graphic today that showed, like, where everybody – it's kind of stepladder graphic, you know, in what game did you hit what home run. And you could click a button and take out the steroid guys. So there's a graphic and there's an overlay. As if they know every steroid guy. Well, you could take – well, it, it take out the major ones. You take out Sosa, McGuire, and Bonds. So you take out the overlay of, of the top guys over the thing. So you can pick which way you want to look at. I just hate that we've got anything out there in this moment that's just going to hang over it, and we've seen it in our YouTube chat. We've seen it on Twitter all weekend. Mm -hmm. 
Why are we cutting into football games and a guy that's 12 away from a from a record? A lot of people. Oh, he's, now he's 12 short of the record. Great, good for him. Who cares? And then other people, the Maris family, well, Kurt Schilling, saying, "Oh no, this is the record." But the but Schilling, I hate that Maris we have family, any doubt. No, no one's mentioning the record unless it's a player. That the 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 networks, the league, they're not mentioning the home run record. Because it references How are they it? American League record. American League record. Yeah, that's yeah. how everybody's saying it. Well, it's funny. Here, I, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll go devil's advocate here. But, but, They've blended the leagues. They've gotten rid of the DH. Next yeah. year, you play the same amount of games almost across cross league. But now they care but, <laughs> about the division. But the fans it's like myself have seen Sosa, McGuire, and Bonds surpass it in them some. So the fact that Judge has reached Maris is kind of, oh, that was so, you know, 1999, 2000. Great. Like, I grew up with that. Show me something else. But they're not packaging it. It's a different... Yeah, they're packaging it to make it bigger. Well, I don't think they are. I think they have slow played this throughout the season because they realize that people aren't watching baseball nearly as much. Yeah, it's way smaller than Ratings 98. Are Ratings oh, yeah, are up, no, but what does it, it mean? I mean it's, it's, it's way like, smaller. Way different. Yeah, I mean, people are complaining at 11 a.m. kickoff for Auburn... Yeah, that's, that's the weird thing that about all this. Into is, for a college football audience of passionate people for those teams, I understand not caring. It's it's the wrong I audience to though. break into. This is a yeah. this is a league that prides itself on numbers and the record and sanctimonious. We are greater than now when it comes to determining who's in the the, the baseball hall of fame. But yet, you you have an audience that's like, yeah, we really don't care. Like, he's going to hit sixty one. Cool. It's a weird divide, I think. That's, that's what I keep getting at. Is I, this is, it would be cool if this was a moment where people looked at it and said, man, it's been since 1961, and we all saw the HBO movie about Mantle and Maris and Babe Ruth and everything else and chasing history, and this is a great moment for sports we can all unite behind. Instead, what it has become is what everything is right now in our country. It is... College football fans bemoaning the fact that their Auburn-Missouri game gets broken into well, with the home run chase. But it's not just and that. And then people saying, what's the big deal? He's 12 away. And then other people saying, oh, no, it's a very big deal because it's the actual record. Well, it's actually not. But I don't hear the league or the networks explaining that. It's just sports talk radio and fans discussing whether or not it matters. Growing up, I'm a college football and NFL fan growing up. Massive. I still cared about the home run record. And I don't think that the public cares enough about this one and the, the magnitude of what it could mean moving forward for the league. And the league is to blame. Not Judge, not the Yankees, not us. The league has not embraced this to the point where there has been some chase to Maris. It's been storyline number five on any headline you want to look at since August. Yeah, pretty consistent. And that's not fair to Judge or, the, or, or Maris or the record. Based on what we have seen and, and the voters that have said, we're not letting these people into the Hall of Fame because they did this. Okay, well, now you've got Aaron Judge. So prop this guy up on a pedestal. And I think people are hesitant to do that. I don't disagree with you, but I don't know how much power they have to, to get it from five to one. You know what I mean? Well, I know ESPN has a power to put something that's fifth, number one on their headline yeah, list. Yes, they do. So and and they're in it's they're in bed priority. with the MLB and the NFL. It's not their priority. So you're right. But it's the Yankees. That's that. If, if this were be. in Kansas City, then it'd be 10. We would be blaming the the, the market size. Yeah, we would. But the fact that it's the Yankees and it's Aaron Judge 
this is, and it's a contract year. It's weird that it's kind of a, a sub B headline. Let's see what happens for 62. Because some people have been talking like 61 is more important than 62, which it no. is not. That's, no. that's silliness right. to talk no, about breaking, tying a record. Breaking, breaking a record, record is bigger. So in, in, in 99, let, let, 98, 98, if we go back, McGuire Sosa, would anything, would, hey, would, would a, a B-level quarterback, which everyone would put, would Tua, Tua at best, is not elite. He's in that next group based on what we've seen this year, and he was a prove-it year before he even kicked off the season. In that era, would Tua Tagovailoa had led headlines today? No, but no. 15 years later, the tectonic plates have, have shifted well, that's, a, and that's a lot yeah, in I mean, 15 look, years, which is uh, crazy to say. Cats uh, out nearly of the bag. 25 years. I mean, again, 25? like... Yeah, cat's out of the bag. I mean, the, there's nothing that can unite uh, people's interests like the NFL. It's not even close. Nothing can do it. I mean, the fact that we're not talking about Tua right now, we may be the only show in America not opening up with Tua. And we just and got hey, kind I'll, of, I'll, I'll, of sidelined. Yeah. I'm not saying that as a criticism. Oh, no, no. I'm just saying what, that as well, at least, that at least we're different. But we may be the only national show not opening with Tua because everyone I know is talking about Tua and the injury last night, and not everyone's talking about Aaron Jones. And we'll get there in a second. We've talked latency issues, lag time. Yes. Here's lag time in my house. I'm watching it on Yes Network okay. through extra innings package. Okay, so that's satellites, whatever, going on. And then on. Wi-Fi. No, through cable. Oh, okay. Through Comcast cable. Teresa downstairs, or separately quarantined, is watching it <clears throat> on MLB TV, MLB Network, which is picking up the same feed. MLB Network is picking up Yes. She cheers 12 seconds before it happens for me. She said, there it is. And I said, I'm behind you. And she said, sorry. And it still hasn't happened for me. Yeah. I that's mean, weird. Yeah, that's not And good. it's not fair in that I'm watching the thing that we're paying. But like MLB Network is basic cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm watching something I pay for extra. And I get it second. Not that it's a federal issue, but these are the kind of things we talk about sometimes. Coming up, we've got Jim Laritz in about 15 minutes. When we come back, we'll, we'll dive into Tua Tagovailoa, the concussion last night, the, the week that was going in now for them on the long weekend, and what we saw last night, which was disturbing, and well, what we saw last Sunday, which was disturbing. We'll, we'll give our opinion versus what the NFL and the NFLPA and Tua have said over the last seven-plus days. We will also, later in the show, preview all things NFL Week 4. We'll get into the college football games of the week through Chad. We've got props, money line bets, much, much more. Jim Lairitz in 15 minutes. Tua next on Outkick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. In 10 minutes, Jim Laritz joins us on his way to Yankee Stadium as we will... See if Judge can hit 62. For the next 10 minutes, though, we are discussing Tua Tagovailoa, the concussion last night. 
concussion protocol or the lack thereof leading into Thursday night football as the Bengals win over the Dolphins and now have the long weekend going into week four. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network. Guys, it was, um, it was controversial at halftime last week, last Sunday, with the Bills and the Dolphins. But it was not discussed. It was not tweeted about. It was not made a top-line, number-one issue from the media until they witnessed him freeze up with his hands last night on national TV, on, on Amazon, I should say. And, and because of that, all of these holier-than-thou reporters that are pointing to concussion protocol were silent, silent going into game day. That's my biggest issue with all of this. They all want to act like they were on top of this. They did not once. Everyone's bitching about the halftime show with Amazon. Everybody, for the most part, the vast majority of them, were exactly the same way this entire week. Well, I'll, true or false? True, true on the initial one for sure. And no I, one I, dare question. I the agree protocol. with you on that. I'll, I'll say, as someone who complained about the halftime uh, talk about it, it's different once the, you know when There's the initial news. thing happened. There's new news. Well, no, no, no. It's not that. It's not the injury being the new news. There was an NFLPA investigation that was hours after that that was announced, and hours before the game, the NFL once the said guy, once the guy is hurt. Right, you have to Revisit. acknowledge that and say, "Look, we're, you could say, hey, I'm going to get emotional right now. I'm, I'm Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I played with him.' But you, if you're hosting that halftime show, you have to give the preamble saying there's a current investigation by the NFLPA into what happened last week. The first time I heard any mention of that was right when the third quarter started. Kirk Herbstreit made a very quick passing comment about." Hey, we all saw the hit last week off the ground. It happened pre-game and we and were we were concerned about that then, and now we hope he's okay now. Right? Andrew Whitworth said on Twitter, Lindsey Jones posted something now from uh, the Ringer. She posted something like the halftime show, you know, failed to mention. And Andrew Whitworth tweeted her back and said, "We discussed it pregame, and as if did. like that. Well, well yeah, that doesn't gotta, cover the halftime. Nobody's watching pregame. Did you watch postgame? I watched postgame, and they did a much better job. But at halftime. So, That's where they needed the Michael the, Smith journalistic the idea, presence. The, they didn't have the, a journalistic the, presence. But, but screw Michael Smith. It could be anybody on that set, Paul. It didn't need a journalistic aspect. They needed Richard Sherman, who has talked out about Thursday Night know, Football he didn't for say years. Well, again, like it doesn't take Michael Smith to say anything. Well, that's who they let bail but, them out post game. Well, but they they well, uh, and they Tony spoke Gonzalez. about it pregame. So all the, all of these national media members who were complicit in all of this. They don't want to look at themselves in the mirror and say, we didn't ask the questions leading up to Thursday night football. We, we simply are discussing the halftime show, which is the first national broadcast after the injury. And we're going to ridicule them based on how they reacted to it, which is a mirror image of the national NFL media today, 24 hours ago. And that's just the truth of it. I, no one's talking against the NFL. I, I get what you're saying, but... When he gets hurt again, and you're discussing it, you have to bring up the, in no, the no, first no. discussion. You bring of it, it up. You, you have bring to up, bring up the fact that there's an investigation well, we going you, on and recall have, what happened last week. But you and have they didn't. you have all these people saying he w- he should have been in concussion proto- protocol last Sunday. Where was where was that? I saw the halftime reaction. Everyone's in shock that he came back out for the second half, and we were kind of smirking on Monday, like. Okay, they're pointing to a back injury. But 
having been on the sideline for seven years and knowing the independent neurologists and how they treat this, the fact that they that the, the amount of media members that don't know the protocol itself, but they're pointing to the fact that there's a cover-up, is mind-boggling to me. As if it's the Dolphins' problem. If you're pointing to the Dolphins as complicit in no, this, that not. means the NFL covered Tua Tagovailoa's concussion up at halftime of the Bills-Dolphins game at noon central time kickoff in week three. It's possible that both... That's what you're saying. The, the independent... Right, he's assessed by two people. The independent neurologist and the Dolphins doctor. It's possible that they both blew it on Sunday, which makes him more susceptible to a concussion on Thursday. That This is me talking, my personal concern. And it seemed a little fishy at the time. I wasn't here to talk about it. I wouldn't have made a huge deal about it. It was. But it's hard to believe it, his back is the big issue there. Though he was lucid you, after the game. He was lucid during the week. He was lucid in his conversation Wednesday night. Well, here's, for, but Chad, for Patrick. on Monday, I said, visually, perception-wise, it looks awful. Horrible. And, and perception-wise... Hutton, it, you said this on Sunday yes. during a post-game show we were doing for the Titans, it, but, where you said, boy, I, I I, don't, I've never seen a back injury look like that, where his head hits the ground, he gets but, up And what a coincidence, it's on I, the play where he hits his head. That was right after and, it and, happened. And the, way I would, the way I describe the independent neurologist versus like the trainers, the trainers you can go up on the sideline and talk to. If you try to speak to an independent neurologist, they look at you like how like how the queen. Dare how dare yeah, you yeah. look at me in the eyes? Like Ken Wisenhunt would do in the hallway with the team <laughs> owner. How dare you look at me in the eyes walking down a hallway? Who are you to look at me? But, but that's how important that gig is for them and their credibility. And, and I said, there's no way. I, I trust the league on this because of how they've set up the independent neurologist. You can, you can bash the protocol all you want to with this. The protocol is separate. They followed protocol. The NFL is saying that. Um, that, that would mean the, the Dolphins are complicit in this, the independent neurologist is complicit in this, the trainers are complicit in this, the NFL is complicit in this. I don't think that and, they... And the idea that within the second quarter to the beginning of the third quarter, that they would come up with this ruse of a back injury and everyone would stick to it to come back out in the third quarter and start the second half, the, uh, like knowing that League of Denial is out there on PBS and Frontline, knowing that we have the, the movie from Will Smith and everything the league has done. Just consider week three of a noon kickoff with Tua, that they would risk all of that on that ruling. They followed protocol, and if they missed it, they missed it, and they should go back and redo the protocol. But the fact that they... The, the, there are a lot of media members that are saying that the Dolphins and Tua are covering this up. You realize it goes all the way to Park Avenue in New York if you say that, based on the protocol that is followed with this. Well, a couple things. I have no doubt Tua would lie. Players lie to get back in the game all the time. Concussion, whatever. Ankle, anything. Sure. I'm fine, coach. I'm fine, trainer. Put me back right. in. So it doesn't stop it, Tua, and it's not supposed to. All these safeguards are built to avoid the player saying, I, I can go back in. Now, um, you know, on, on, on the other stuff, it's possible that these guys missed the diagnosis. But there's a lot of evidence they didn't because he was lucid and, and all, of, all of these things. But when you're saying, I agree with you, go back. But can we play this clip? Colin Judy Batista had Alan Sills, the NFL's chief medical officer, on today. 
And she said, in hindsight, should he have been taken off the field last Sunday? Here's what Alan Sills said to that. We have to go through and review all of the data. We have to speak with everyone involved and understand exactly what they saw and what they heard and, and what data was available to them. And did they correctly apply the concussion protocol? That's what we always ask our personnel to do is correct is apply the protocol. And again, we can't make that decision. We I'm saying me as a physician, I can't make that this, the decision watching on television at home. I have to understand and, and know exactly what data was made to them. As soon as we finish that review, we'll release the results of that to everyone. We want to be as transparent and open about this as possible. We certainly want to learn, to improve, to get better, and we want to be the best in the world at diagnosing and managing these injuries. And so if we find that we fell short or if we find that there are things that we need to change, we will certainly be upfront about doing that. We've done that before, and we will certainly do that again if that's what's indicated. As soon as we finish this review, he says, this is Glacier Pace NFL thinking it can control time. When this happens on Sunday and the NFLPA says there needs to be a review, go, go and do this review before Thursday. Well, the problem in is... In case you missed it. But the in problem case is... case you missed it. He's not in concussion protocol. He's the not. Dude, the dude played on in the third quarter. So what investigation is there okay. from the NFL, from the independent neurologist, from the trainers, from Tua, from anyone with the Dolphins? What cover-up is there? But if he's he, allowing... He, he didn't trot back out there for practice on Tuesday. He trotted back out there for the second half. I understand. And then they won the but game. But Sills is allowing for the possibility that maybe something went awry in this process. So all I'm saying is, if you're going to investigate it, chop, I, chop. I it's not bounty gate well, one of these things where you take that, months to investigate it. He, Get down there. Talk to everybody involved. In three days, you can do it. You have the manpower. You have the intelligence. Why are you talking like this is a three-week or three-month thing when it should be a three-day thing? But Paul, no get he's to saying, the bottom of it. He's saying this right now in a way that... Do we need to Covers do CYA. No, you're good. Finish oh, your thought. sorry. He's saying that in a way that because the NFLPA wants some information on this, I believe... We'll get back into this. Sills believes the doctor... The independent doctor there. That's fine. He's not saying that so right now because everything going around. So go confirm it. But, but it was confirmed. At but, but Paul, I will also say I mean, if, if they confirm this, that's what the independent this, doctor if, is saying. If they said it on Wednesday, it would not have prevented them from any backlash from media covering the NFL on Thursday. That it said, oh yeah, three days, and you had all the answers. Oh sure, he's fine. I, I, now we see him hurt I'd be again. Fine with a fast three-day investigation. They've never investigated well, they anything still, fast. You may have been fine. They still would have received a lot of criticism about it being done too quickly with their review. If they came back and said, no concussion, back injury, and then that happened, they would have piled on even more. Oh, yeah, the NFL came back in three days with their review and told us that. You know that that would have been the criticism on Twitter. And then it happens after that. Yeah, everyone just goes and, and retweets Dr. Chris Nowinski when this happens, and no one else was saying anything about it before. That was a pretty spooky tweet. We, uh, we head to our, our Zoom line. An Outkick 360. Jim Laritz joins us, and he's on his way to Yankee Stadium. He may be there now, for all I know. Looks uh, like a stadium. Uh, yeah, he's there. Oh, there oh, it is. Oh, yeah. There, there he is. Look at that. What a beauty. Always a thrill. Yankee Stadium. Hey, I'm here, boys. All rise. All rise, Jim. We, we go for 62 today. I, I, I sent you a text. We chatted earlier this week, and you said, hey, he's going to hit 61 soon. I'm going to join you guys. And, and here we go. He, he goes for 62 uh, and to, to surpass Maris this evening against the Orioles. What do you think about the chances tonight? I hope it is because I got to get on a plane tomorrow and go to TCU for my daughter's <laughs> parents weekend. So I'm going to miss Saturday and Sunday. So 
hopefully uh, this, he does it tonight. But uh, yeah, big night here. We got Garrett Cole, bobblehead Dow, and then of course Judge is shooting for sixty-two. So pretty big night here at Yankee Stadium. You got a big football game you're going to this weekend, also with TCU and Oklahoma T for TCU parents' weekend. Oklahoma. Good for you. That's going to be a good one. Yep. Jim Lairitz joins us on Outkick 360. How many more strikes do you expect that he will see? He, he saw a load of pitches with all these full counts, but ultimately Toronto was content to put him on base a lot in games that meant things for them. These games don't mean so much for the Orioles, not that they're going to pipe one down the middle for him, but do you, do you expect them to have better pitches to look at? Well, I think it's a couple of things. I think, number one, the fact that he's tied the record now, that's, that, that pressure is over with. Um, number two, the team has already clinched the division. So, you know, Aaron Judge, one of the greatest things about this kid is it's always team first, me second. And that's what people love him so much here in, in, in Yankee Stadium. And then, of course, the Orioles are pretty much out of it. You know, with five games back, there's not much of a chance they're going to make the playoffs. So I think they'll pitch to him a little bit more. And uh, like I said, I'm here tonight. I'm hoping that it happens tonight because. I won't be here the next two, and then they go on the road for four games in Texas. You, you were there last week as we were waiting on this to happen, uh, last week over the yeah. weekend. What was the wait like, every pitch, every at-bat, and, and knowing that we would see this eventually, but the wait was inevitable, and, we, and I know you wanted to see it at Yankee Stadium. I was here six nights in a row, and I felt like Bill Murray in ground on you. <laughs> I was like, here we go again. Here we go again. Uh but you know what? Honestly, it was such a great thing. You know, there's sometimes I sit out with the bleacher creatures. They're the ones to do the roll call. And I was sitting out with them the second to last night. And all of them are a bunch of fantasy camp guys. We all hang out together. And they all like, you know what? This feels like a playoff atmosphere. This stadium for those six nights was rocking the entire time. It was a pretty cool place to be. Jim Laritz joins us. Um, Describe what this means for Judge, for the Yankees, for Major League Baseball. And we, we, we had the open to the show where everyone across the country is leading with Tua Tungabaloa today. And I yes. said, there is no way back in the late 90s that if, if this happened in the NFL with Tua last night, that the lead story would be the quarterback instead of McGuire or Sosa. And the fact that we're not discussing the, the history of what could happen tonight is a bit unusual, peculiar. Is Major League Baseball embracing this nearly to the extent of what you've witnessed in the past? And if not, why not? Well, you got to remember, it's the New York Yankees. And, you know, we're, we're not always on the top list of everybody uh, it could, because we, we do have all these type of things happening here. Uh, it's an American League record. And I know, you know, Manfred has been trying to get rid of the league. Mm -hmm. He wants to one big league. But I still love the American and National League. And the bottom line is, this is an American League record, something that has been held for 61 years, believe it or not. If he hits 62, it's, been, it's in the 61st year since that record was broken, which is pretty ironic. And, you know, one of the things you always talk about Yankee history, and as, as far as me being a Yankee, is that these milestones, when you look at some different numbers and different things that happen, it, it winds up being pretty ironic or special or however you want to look at it. And I think if Aaron Judge breaks that record this year, uh, it's the American League record, it's the Yankee record, and to be along the names of Maris, Mantle, and, and, and names like that is pretty good. But here's what I'll tell you today. I was watching Jason Stark on MLB Central today, 
And we were talking, he was talking about the MVP versus Otani versus Judge. And Judge's numbers, if you put them with home runs, RBIs, all everything that he's leading the league in, almost by double digits, there's only two players in the history of the game that have done this. And their names are Babe Ruth and Ted Williams. Those are pretty good names to be a part of. It, you just hit on something, Jim, that I think is is very uh, important right now. This is such a big Yankee milestone and Yankee moment. The Yankees are – no one would argue if you hate the Yankees. They're the biggest right. brand in all of baseball. I mean, that, that's the biggest Major League Baseball brand. But they're not Major League Baseball. So, to Hutton's point, it doesn't feel as big of a baseball moment as a Yankees moment in a lot of ways because – the importance of Roger Maris in 1961. The importance, and go back and watch the HBO film that was beautifully done by Billy Crystal. The importance of passing Babe Ruth and how many people didn't want him to do that at the time. To me, that's what, as a fan of the history of all sports, that's what gets me going is how important this is in Yankee lore. Yeah, and it's, it's just like if there's a Subway series versus the Yankees versus the Mets. No one else in the world really gives two craps except for the people in New York. You know, uh, we had that in 2000. But the bottom line is, yeah, I mean, this is the season that he's having. And forget about the home runs. Every other statistic that he has is he's leading in double digits from any other player in the league. And it's just amazing that, you know, we're not we're not. And, and by the way, he's doing this as a new position center fielder, which he's had more home runs this year than any player in the history of the game that played center field. Those are pretty important things. Jim, I know you've talked about Jim, oh, Jim Laird's our guest. Oh, Go by ahead. the way, yes. wait a minute. By the way, he turned down a $300 million contract <laughs> well, and, put, and yes. put his balls on the line and said, hey, here we go. So <laughs> that, bet, Betting on himself that's, this year. That's where I'm going with I know in your circles, you guys have talked about what it's going to take to get a deal done. Like That's got to be a conversation. We haven't got there yet here. We know what he turned down. What What's the number like but based on the year he's had and the fact he bet on himself? Well, here's the big thing. If George Steinbrenner was alive, he would put the checkbook right in front of him and say, kid, Write whatever you want. You're never leaving here, right? Times are a little bit different, but here's what I think. I think there's going to be some bidding wars. I think Steve Cohen over on the other side of town is going to make a run at him. But the bottom line is if the Yankees can offer him, let's just say an eight-year contract because that's how much time they think he's got left, and then a 10-year service contract where he becomes the Yankee ambassador for the next 10 years and they pay him 8 or $10 million a year and put another $100 million in his pocket, by him staying a Yankee, by him retiring as a Yankee, the money that he's going to make from age 40 to age 70 is going to be triple of what he would do anywhere else. And I think that's what the Yankees are going to try to do. Are they closer now to you, Jim, to the early season team or to the August team? And what do you anticipate from them in the playoffs? Well, the big thing is tonight, tonight, DJ LeMayhew has been activated and he is a key person in this lineup. If this guy, he's probably the best hitter in this lineup besides Judge, but he's probably the best hitter in this lineup. And if he's able to play, they activated him tonight. They want to see if these fractured bones in his feet are going to allow him to participate in the postseason. And if it does, I think the addition of Bader has been a big, big, big help. I think we're going to see this team that we saw in April, May, and June a lot more. And the one thing the Yankees have that they haven't had past 
three or four years in the postseason is they have a pitching staff that can match up. And again, we want Garrett Cole to step up and show that he's that number one guy. But with Garrett Cole, with Nestor Torres, with Jermon, and with if 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 anybody else could step up here, then this, this team has an opportunity to go pretty far in the postseason. Looks like a perfect day there at the stadium, by the way, Jim. We're very jealous of that. It's a perfect day here in Nashville as well. Just nice, for the and nice and cool up in the Bronx right now? Yeah, it's actually – you feel like it's October right now because tomorrow is October, but we feel like it's October baseball. It's about 55, 60 degrees. I got my sweatshirt on for the wow. first time uh, this year. And, uh, you know, once we bring baseball to Nashville – Yeah, we're good. Right, there we go. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be in much better shape. If they're playing in the middle of the month at home in the playoffs, how many people will be asking you for tickets? Oh, my God. It's, it's crazy. They're like, <laughs> hey, dude, can you get me tickets? I said, the only reason I'm going is because I'm working. I can't even get a ticket myself. So I shouldn't bother since I'll be up there? When are you coming up? Uh, 12th, 12th through 16th, uh, 13th through 16th. Middle of October. Oh, for- Oh, for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be a good for a laugh. i tell you what. If, if we get to be better friends over the years, yeah. I'll make sure you get in About here. About 10 years. <laughs> Jeff, thank you, thank you for good the for time, man. This has been awesome. Uh, thank you for the quick check-in. And even better that um, you're not on the train. You're actually you're, you're there at the stadium right now, which is, which is awesome. Enjoy it. Yes. The atmosphere is just starting. Like I said, Garrett Cole, Bobblehead. And Aaron Judge, 62. It's going to be a heck of a night in the Bronx. You're the man. Thanks Love for it. doing this. Thanks for doing this, Jim. Appreciate right. you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. There's Jim Laritz, one of Paul's favorites. Cole got his I, uh, uh, Paul, choke home run out of the way the other day. Paul, you weren't here, but I, I confess that I was silently rooting against Judge to get 61 for a while just to see the white knuckles on the <laughs> Yankees fans if it continued. But now that he has 61, I want it to happen sooner rather than later. Yeah. I'm ready for him it's to hit 62 tonight. tonight. Let him build a I didn't want him not too, to get it. I just wanted he to was, keep it going because I said, when does when do you start to get nervous? No, so Chad was and like, I said, if he, he got through Toronto yeah, and, and I, you go back home, I feel like, oh. And my response was. It's been 10 days at that point. They're 10 playing games. Baltimore. Don't, yeah. worry. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. The, the like, Orioles to save worry. the day. You yes. want to get right, play Baltimore in September and October. He's about to start hitting some I didn't see an iota of it in him. No, like all not, around no. him, yes, but in him, he was still hitting no. the ball. No, he's yeah. playing. He's playing ball, and he didn't chase at all. I mean, all those pitches out of the zone, he chased two pitches that whole Toronto series. Coming up, outkick.com slash bet is where you can go to follow along, and I'll let you know my money line upsets tonight across the NFL. That's straight ahead on Outkick three hundred and sixty. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Outkick.com slash bet is where you can go to check out all the FanDuel offers, or excuse me, the DraftKings offers. Outkick.com slash bet. Um, Chad, we have been there. Uh, we went earlier today. We did a parlay through Outkick today. And 
That was through college. We're going to win some money right now on straight-up money line bets in the NFL. You ready? Give me the bets, Hutton. Give them to so me. So you guys may disagree with me on this. We, we have not talked about this. Um, I'm taking the Titans over the Colts straight up because this is not the NBA. This is the, the NFL where coaching matters. Mike Vrabel is a better coach than Frank Wright. And we have harped that all offseason about, oh, Vrabel's ranked higher than Frank Reich on the fireable rankings right now in Vegas? That, that's absurd. The better coach is on the visiting sideline this week. The Colts are not good. The Titans are not good. I'm looking at the coaching. Give me Vrabel over Reich straight up this week in Indianapolis. I'm taking the Cardinals on the road because they're playing the Panthers. If they're going to win, this is a game. They're not a good team. If they're going to win, this is the game to win, straight up on the road. And the Jets over the Steelers because the Steelers are, are they're starting the wrong quarterback. They should go with the young guy based on what Trubisky's doing with all this dink and dunk and five-yard average passes. And if they get yards after catch, it's a miracle. Uh, and, and Zach Wilson returns this weekend. Give me the Cardinals, the Titans, and the Jets. Underdog money line wins. Coming up in the NFL. Five dollar parlay plus ten sixty nine will return go. you a handy fifty eight bucks. Let's go. I uh, just Bang. did it. Just banged it. Yeah. Outkick.com slash bet is where you can go to play this parlay with us in the NFL. We're gonna win this weekend. Yeah, I'm I'm playing. I love that. Or bet them individually. You're still getting plus money. <clears throat> and uh, again, I like the Titans on the road. Because of Rabel this week. Only reason not to like the Titans is their injury stuff. It's just ridiculous but they they overcome injuries oftentimes yeah, but they're uh, playing guys not, we don't even know their names that that's fair they did that last year yeah like they, they're but gonna at point, some point they're gonna Vrabel's gonna out. raise his hand and say coach of the year over here because we did it with guys you don't know the names of yeah at some point you got to no, back that up this year i agree with and you. it starts this but week terrence mitchell didn't get it done last week well, they need they no, need no, the no. next guy to do better caleb than farley mitchell didn't did. get it done last week yeah terrence uh, there's I mean, been too caleb much talk about terrence mitchell playing Terrence he Mitchell was signed on Wednesday and played on Sunday because Caleb Farley sucks. Yeah. That's, that's the a problem. issue. It's not Terrence Mitchell's issue that he was signed and started. No, I agree. It's Caleb Farley's issue that the coaching staff and the general manager and the scouting staff didn't get it right. But now Zach Cunningham's out. Now Amani Hooker's out. Two frontline starters. And we don't even know who, like, there's not a logical, oh, so-and-so will step in and so-and-so will step sure. in. So they could be in another Terrence Mitchell-like situation. These are two teams that I feel like both could make a lot of arguments as to why they don't feel good about things in this game. I, this division I, I, I'm sure in Indy they're making all the same arguments of if hey, the Titans win this game, we don't Chad, like this matchup. Frank Wright could be coaching for his job on October 23rd here in Nashville. Yep, it's very it's very possible. Frank it, Wright's going to be hanging his hat on that Chiefs win for a good good while. He uh, needs to we'll have staying power. There were reports this morning that Mac Jones was on the practice field for the Patriots. He's not playing this weekend. He's been Bad ruled out angles. against the Packers. Uh, but he practiced, according to Mike Reese. Officially out. Impressive that he would be able to do anything based on how he left the field at the end of that game. Uh, here is Mike McDaniel last night as uh, Tua left on a stretcher right before halftime. And Mike McDaniel discussing concussion protocol within the Dolphins organization. For me, as long as I'm coaching here, uh, you know, I'm not going to fudge that whole that whole situation if there's any sort of inclination that someone has a concussion, they go into the concussion protocol and it's very strict. Here's yeah. the thing about the concussion protocol and him, how do you say it, smudging or fudging, fudging. that? He can't. 
You can't fudge it. I mean, it's up to a doctor. Like well, you can well, say he the doctor. Put people in it. The doctor screwed up. I'm getting. We're getting a lot of people in our YouTube chat. Yeah, that's nothing. I'm arguing the guy now saying the Dolphins need to be on high alert with this because they should have set him out for precautionary reasons. And I'm thinking, so this is the NFL. If a if a yes. paid neurologist by the league that is yes. independent and not with my team tells me that he doesn't have a concussion and doesn't have symptoms, he's playing. Period. Yes. I lose my job if I don't play my starting quarterback. Not just playing. He's going that. back in the game, which Tua did. I Isn't mean, Mike McDaniel's question. not going to let the neurologist call offensive plays for the Dolphins, much like I'm not going to challenge him on his job. Here's where I am. Is it a fair question if this neurologist might have messed up? But that's well, not for Mike McDaniel. How is that Separate different question. from any other Separate player no, who has I, been allowed look, back Paul. in based on being cleared in concussion protocol? Uh, Paul, agree. Could yes. he have messed the up idea, the test? The, yes. no, the idea, yes. though, is not what you're what you're proposing. The idea is they 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 intentionally no, I'm not saying that. screwed the system, and that the NFL would have been in on it based no, on the I'm fact that, that the independent neurologist is appointed by the league, not the Dolphins. So if your if your if your idea is that the Dolphins and Tua are lying about a concussion, then what you're saying is that they have preempted the protocol based on the NFL's suggestion from the independent neurologist. Well, I'm not saying which would which would have uh, looked at Tua in the moment as they took him back for concussion protocol in the locker. I, I'm not saying any of that. Tua lies no matter what. Players but if he lie. messed up, then but he the messed neurologist up. Con conceivably but, messed up. That's all I want to know. But, Did he conceivably I, I, mess up? I, I, in I'm which sure. case, he's on the field yeah, and he's, he's more prone to another concussion. The answer is, he's human. Of course, he could have messed up. Right. Any uh, doctors mess but, up all the time. That's my concern. But is no. this a league? Like, but a league? No, it's not a league conspiracy. The idea no. is, lady, they, they knew he messed up and they've covered it up, which no. I'm not buying. No. Headlines next on Outkick 360.